0: what's going on guys welcome to the t- too much test podcast almost messed that up uh thank you guys for being here and we're just going to jump right in um i was actually just telling sam i was looking at the analytics of this channel and while we're not that big compared to a lot of others almost like 40 to 60 percent of you guys stay all the way to the end like it starts off at the beginning 100 and then it drops off you know the first couple of minutes people are kind of scrolling through but i was like damn i'm like these guys are listening to the whole thing so Thank you guys. That's really awesome. I was not expecting to see that. So thank you guys again for supporting us and being fucking awesome. And to give some type of like context, so we both have
1: YouTube. Actually, let me rephrase that. I have, <laughs> I have a YouTube channel. And Tester levels had a YouTube channel. Don't rub it in, Sam. <laughs> when you when you look at the data analytics on a YouTube channel, you say. In, in the back end, they'll show you like a uh, hundred or a thousand people have, have watched or listened to your video and you look at the retention and you see that like initially it's at a hundred percent. And then after the first, like my videos were in the five to 10 second mark, you have like a massive drop off uh, and it just kind of like trends down. So like the 50% mark in a video, you might be at 20%. I don't know what your numbers were. I don't know off the top of my head, but there's like 10%, like very little, like small number of people will end up watching. Maybe it's just because of the quality of the videos are not there. I don't know what other people's are at. You had, did you have similar for yours?
0: Oh yeah. I think YouTube videos in general, I mean, unless you're like fucking someone really big, you know, like Mr. Beast or something where it's building up to this thing and there's great production value. I mean, people just have short attention spans. I mean, look at TikTok, bro. These videos are 5, 10 seconds, and people are already ready to move on. So I was just like, wow, that's really good retention compared to YouTube. So again, thank you, guys. That's really awesome. That's uh, pretty badass. And if you are listening
1: all the way through the show, or if you do enjoy the show, we do have a couple sponsors, uh, that you can check out if you want to the ultimate gym towel.com is go ahead talk about that for a second. and then
0: Yeah. It's a gym towel that you can carry your shit into the gym, all your, uh, your vials, your syringes. Uh, it's got a water bottle holder built right in. So if you're carrying a big old gym bag, you can put all this stuff in a towel, You can lay it on the machines. And it's got Velcro, so you can wear it in the sauna and wear it in the shower. And that's where I use it the most because I got sick of having sitting in there in soggy ass boxers and then getting in my car. So I drop trowel, wrap the towel around, I'm sitting there all natural, getting all that heat and steam on my balls. It's fantastic. And i, I, mean, got to, <laughs> I a little I overboard the biggest,
1: there. I think the biggest selling point of that is, though, it has a zippered pocket, so you can actually bring your loaded syringes into the sauna. And do your injections
0: in the sauna
1: and not feel like a creepy person trying to carry them into the sauna.
0: (laughs) That reminds me of a meme that I saw back in the day during like the whole thing, you know, that thing that we can't talk about. And it was like, it was this little kid and he's like, all the bigger, all the big guys in the gym are getting vaccinated in the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, There's also a
1: discount code TMT25. So TMT25 for 25% off. Uh, The treated brand. Uh, the triggered Brand store has some has some different peptides. They actually told me earlier today that they just launched a new peptide, Cermorelin, which is a peptide for HGH, one of the like OG peptides for HGH. Uh, and they have a discount code of TMT10. If you uh, like looking at peptides or checking out peptides, you can check
0: them out. So I actually uh, I actually just received a package from the Triggered Brand. I got. Uh, for research, obviously, I got another bottle of MK677 and I got a bottle of uh, CJC1295, which I'm pretty excited to try. So, that's. Oh, yeah. How I are you believe- gonna do that? So, I mean, I'm not super familiar with it from what I've seen. A typical dosage is about a milligram a week and it's got a um, half life of about seven days. So, I know that some guys like um, they will microdose it every day. I have zero interest in doing that. The whole reason that I would even even want to research with CJC 1295 is one injection a week for my lab rat, obviously. But, you know, I'm I I think we talked about last time. There's no fucking way I'm right before I go to bed. I'm like, okay, let me get my fucking insulin syringe. Let me do this. Let me, you know, doing that right before I go to bed. Fuck that. (laughs) I like simplicity. uh, What I would like to test.
1: And, and I don't know if it's just because this is the direction of the research, but tessimorellin, right? So you have the signal from your pituitary or from your hypothalamus to your pituitary. And that that signal is GHRH, right? But it's it's not super stable. The half-life is very low. So that if you take that signal and you break it down to the string of amino acids, I believe it's a 44... Um, 44 amino acids strung together in that sequence. And so they took that and they made the first 29 and they added like something to that for uh, stability and for the half life And that's what CJC is, right? Hmm. CJC is that, right? The first 29 amino acids of that 44 uh, sequence that is GHRH. Now, Tessa is the entire strand with one change to it. So to help with like the stability and the half life that. So my um, thought process is that like the natural thing tends to be like the best thing or the, the closest to what is most, you know, like what nature would have given you as a human or God created type thing. It's probably the best. There's a lot of research that shows testosterone is beneficial for fat loss around your organs so like the visceral fat right people say visceral fat and you think of like the midsection and fat like the people who have like fat bellies and it's not necessarily like the fat underneath your skin and above your muscles right that's not visceral fat it's the fat that's around your organs and it's beneficial in that regard uh, reducing the, uh, uh, reducing the, uh, fat around your organs. So I would like to actually utilize testosterone for say six months or a year and test that out to see what, just to see what the effects are relative to say CJC, right? Cause I've been researching with CJC. I've actually been doing a milligram a week for a while since January, uh, and maybe I've missed a couple weeks here and there, but pretty much since January. And I'm curious what, test them if I would notice a difference but the thing is it's like a lot of times I think they're in two milligram or five milligram things and the dose is like one or two milligrams a day right so oh, if you're, wow yeah right if you're doing like say if it's one milligram uh, uh dose a day right and you get five milligrams that means every week you're using like 1.25 uh, uh vials a wow. Right.
0: if each vials for 50 bucks or $45 or something like that. Bro, that yeah. Ash. I'm not super familiar with Tessa um, And I just did want to reiterate that uh, GHRH is growth hormone releasing hormone. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yes, yeah. So it was I mean, it's in the same, it's in the same family as the human uh, growth hormone secretagogues. That's, it's that's, just a different form of it. It's, it's so interesting that I don't think any of them are FDA approved. I'm not sure. They're all kind of in the research category.
1: Tessimorillin, I think, is approved for people with HIV. Okay. Uh, There's a condition that happens with HIV where they get, like, a descended gut, and there's, like, fat buildup around the organs. So, like, that's where they tested Tessimorillin in that regard for people who have, like, HIV also helps with like muscle preservation and like the nitrogen balance in your body. Right. So it helps on that front for like people who do have, um, HIV, but there's like, when I think of like peptides for HGH, they fall in two different categories. You have things like Tessamorellin, Surmorelin, right. The, the trigger brand that we were just talking about, um, CJC, modified, yeah, modified, modified GRF, right. These are all kind of on one side. And then the other side, you have epimoralin, hexarelin, MK-677, um, a handful of other ones over here, right? So you have these two categories. One side is the signaling from the hypothalamus to the pituitary, right? CJC, surmeralin, tesamorelin These ones are all partial or like in tesamorelin's case, almost the full signal length from the hypothalamus to the pituitary where MK-677, hexarelin, hypomorelin, there's a bunch of other ones out there as well that are ghrelin agonists, right? So you can you can, you can can affect your HGH in both of those ways. Sometimes the ghrelin receptor is also called like the growth hormone receptor, but it uh, affects the HGH in a different pathway. That's why you always see CJC and epimorelin together because CJC is the signaling portion your pituitary to increase HGH where the other one works on a different pathway with the ghrelin receptor so those you take those any two you can pick any one if somebody was like hey how do I increase the HGH you could pick one from either one of those categories and stick them together and and they've done the research with CJC and epimerol, and that's why those are combined uh together where you actually have a synergistic effect so say you take x amount of epimoralin and X amount of CJC, and you check people's uh, increase in HGH, right? And so say there's a 20% increase on the one side and a 20% increase on the other side. Now, when you put them together, it's not additive, it's multiplicative. So you don't just get a 40% increase with the exact same dosage of yeast, you might get a 45 or 80% increase in HGH because you're actually putting them together, and there's a synergistic effect.
0: That's really interesting. I'm I'm glad you really explained that really well. Because I mean, I'm somewhat you know knowledgeable of it, but definitely that's my probably least knowledgeable thing in this whole world. So it, so is like the what we were talking about the 12, uh, CJC twelve ninety five. You know the ones on the one side that are the signal. Those are what making telling your body to produce more or release more.
1: Well, b- basically the same idea, right? Okay. Like the semantics of the wording of it, because they're they are like, um, you know how HCG does not make testosterone, right? It's just like the, the 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 hormone that signals or goes down to your latex cells to tell them to actually produce testosterone, yeah. kind of like the same type of idea as that, but it's the the signal from the hypothalamus to the pituitary to make or release more HGH from the pituitary.
0: Okay. And then on the other side, the ghrelin agonist, what what exactly, what, what does that do for HGH? So th- there's the,
1: so when ghrelin increases, then HGH increases. There's a correlation there. I don't know the exact pathway, how that works, but there's also yeah. another, um, there's something else just like, you know, PDE-5 inhibitors right yeah. Like the so, yeah, the alice. Alice. yeah so they have the pd5 enzyme increases which is i think of like a balloon right like one of those long balloons is get blowing up and then you have these micro needles that are just popping little holes in this balloon and it's deflating you can use that balloon as the analogy for your cock right that's inflating with blood <laughs> and then there's there's all these tiny little like micro <laughs> that are just letting out air and you can think about that as blood so that your cock won't stay hard in some cases right so yeah. when, when you think about say, uh, that analogy related to the, uh, like HGH there's, uh, I don't know if it's an enzyme or if it's another hormone or some type of process in the body, that works similarly, right? Okay. So there's this, we'll call it an enzyme, but it could be wrong here. There's an enzyme that works to actively suppress your testosterone. Just like, it's like a
0: regulator. Yes,
1: exactly. Because we, we always have these like seesaws or like these loops in our body. And so I believe it's with the ghrelin receptor agonists. They have the positive effect on HGH, but they also have the effect of like... Blocking that. the regulator.
0: Exactly. Yes, exactly. Okay, yeah. interesting. No, that was a really good explanation. Thank you for that. So, um, yes. yeah. Well, I just want to switch over to another subject because we're random like that and I don't want to go too long into crypto... Um, I would suggest if you're not into crypto, I would suggest at least doing minimal research. I would suggest at least owning Bitcoin, Ethereum, maybe Litecoin, not financial advice. But um, if you're not familiar, uh, there's a company called Coinbase. There's a company called Binance, and they are big exchanges where I can log on. I submit my ID. They know who I am. I can load up on one cryptocurrency, trade it for another, blah, blah, blah. So it's like a it's like a stock market for, for crypto. And. The SEC or the Securities Exchange Commission, they're the people that deal with like stocks, uh, you know, uh, commodities. They're basically like the financial police. And basically, they put out a lawsuit on Binance and Coinbase, basically saying that they're selling unregistered securities, aka crypto coins. And they basically listed almost a lot of the real big cryptos as unregistered securities. And... I don't want to get too much into it, but basically both Coinbase and Binance and another one, which is the big one, another big one. But they're trying to get registered. They've been trying for almost two years to try to get registered. And they basically said they just hit roadblocks with the SEC. The SEC doesn't want to do shit. And now they sue them. So it's it's kind of, in my opinion, a tactic by the government. Let's make super vague regulation. We're going to make it as difficult as possible. We're not going to tell you exactly what you need to do, so you're not going to be able to do it. And then, boom, we're going to sue you. So it's like a, it's a pretty well crafted way to basically try to, you know, uh, uh, cripple crypto in the United States. And I think it's really going to backfire on the United States because there are so many other countries that are very happy to take in tax money from crypto and to house these really cool projects that are going to be in my opinion, the future of how finance and how a lot of different stuff works. So I'll, I'll see what Sam's thoughts are.
1: Do you, do you, I want to ask you that. Do you think that, in, in all honesty, do you think that the government could actually stop crypto? Like I think that people think people have that argument and say that like when I talk to them about crypto and I'm like, that's an, and that's a naive
0: argument. It's like, I mean, You're not sh- doctors, I mean the, they've done a great job with drugs. Um, Chicago's doing a fantastic job with guns. So, <laughs> you know, was, the question is no, absolutely not. The government has doesn't know their ass from their elbow with crypto. They know the basics, but there's so many workarounds. There's so many different things you can do. There's layer two solutions. And I don't want to get too technical, but it's they'll never. I mean, look at like the dark web. I mean, that's just basically like eBay for whatever you want. and. There's tons of those, you know, they'll catch one, another one pops up, but they'll never stop crypto. The only people they'll stop crypto for would be like a super basic person that just wants to log into Robinhood and buy $50 worth of Bitcoin. You know, that person is not going to use a VPN and not going to use Tornado Cash and not going to go to a no, uh, you know, like a completely decentralized exchange. So it may stop the layperson, but there's no way that they can stop me from sending you Bitcoin. There's no way they can.
1: And, and people, like, don't grasp that, who don't understand crypto. You, there's, I completely agree with you. It's like a naive thing to say when people are like, yeah, but the government can just shut it down. No, the government can't. Like, the, it, that's not how it works. If you think that's how crypto works, like, you're going to get your ass handed to you because you have no effing fucking
0: clue what you're talking there's no there's no bitcoin corporation where they have a building and if the government comes in and turns off their computers bitcoin dies bitcoin the actual blockchain itself all the data of every transaction that's been on bitcoin is run on what are called nodes and they're run by people all over the kind all over the world so it's decentralized in that you can turn off one computer but there's five thousand other ones running it so it's bro it's the government could shut down PayPal. The government could subpoena PayPal and say, hey, I want TYL's fucking PayPal transactions. I want to see who he sent money to. I want you to block his account. Um, I actually want to have you find him $2,500 because he talked shit on the Too Much Test podcast. They can do that because that's a company in the United States. I believe the government is like, at first they didn't do shit because they're like, "Ah, oh, this is just some fad crypto. These guys are nuts, whatever. It's nothing. And now suddenly they're like, huh, Coinbase is a publicly traded company. You know, they're making billions of dollars. It's on the, the Bitcoin and Ethereum are on tickers, on, on CNN and on C-SPAN, on every financial show. Like, crypto's here. So if you're not in crypto yet, you're way behind. You're still early, but you're way behind. So I think the government's now like, oh, damn, you know, this crypto shit's actually legit. Like, this is taking off. Like, we don't have control over money anymore. And we don't like that. So... Let's make it very vague. We'll make it so you can't figure out what to do. We're not going to tell you what to do. And then boom, oh, you did it wrong. Sorry, you're getting sued.
1: Also, um, if anybody is in crypto uh, or owns any ERC-20, so ERC-20, if you're not familiar, is just anything that's built on top of Ethereum. So uh, listen to this TYL. If there's another blockchain that just launched, uh, Pulse Chain, which is a fork of uh, Ethereum, It's it's faster and cheaper than Ethereum, and already has a bunch of use. And like, if you look at like the dollar amounts traded, it's already in the top like five um, chains out there. Period. Right? Because you know there's chains and layer twos and all there's tons of different chains out there. Right? It's very very popular um, chain already and already launched. But what they did is they actually have copies of every because it's a fork. Right. So a fork for layman's terms is kind of like you get. Uh, I don't even know of a good analogy, it's, but it's a,
0: it's a duplicate. It's a duplicate. You're basically splitting the chain. You're like, okay, Ethereum's, these are all the transaction now. And then boom, we're going to be our own chain, but we still have, this you, history
1: still have all history. you still have the whole entire history of that. Right. But now it's just going in a new direction. And so anybody who has any ERC twenties has free tokens over there. So if you have any free, um, if you have any tokens, like any ESG twenties, or even Ethereum, you have free shit over there. Now, the they diluted Ethereum, right? So, uh, if you were going to fork Ethereum, right? So you're basically taking Ethereum and you're copying it to create another chain, right? That's going to be better. Now you have to market that and get people to come over to actually use your shit. So it's faster and it's cheaper, right? And and the, the founders like supposedly really good, and so you want people to come over here and check this stuff out one way to market that is by giving everybody a free copy of their tokens now most stuff is garbage most stuff is not going to hold any value because things like say link link um they're an oracle so that's basically a fancy way of saying a data source right they're data source uh, for on-chain data so if if i have a protocol and i say i want to know The price of something or I want to have this specific piece of data, I can like ping this data source that is linked. But there's things that are hard coded in there. So when you copy over, it's not going to have any value. It's just like broken. Because on the blockchain, you can't change anything. You can't like once it's done, it's done, it can't change anything. But there are certain things that will work on both chains like hex is an example because it's just a smart contract where everything it's done and it will work on both sides right in the, the the smart contract and the front end anybody can spin up a front end of it uh so that'll work on both sides but uh i don't think like what you were saying if you're getting in if you're just learning about crypto now you're already behind the ball but you're still super early highly recommend anybody who's like if, if you understand that the, the government's, you know, the government causes the problems, they don't like fix the problems, the big pharma, right? They they do the same exact thing. The, the publicly traded food companies are part of the problem. They're not trying to help you in any way, shape or form. Like get away from those big centralized things because they're negative, right? All of, if you understand that stuff, you're gonna love crypto and you're going to understand exactly why it's so important and why it's going to it is already changing the world like i use crypto on a weekly basis
0: yeah dude it's it's yeah it's there's no middleman so it's just you're sending money to that person for whatever it is but i wanted actually i mean it's kind of i think our retention on i think our retention on this episode is not going to be as good because we just went deep into crypto and a lot of people don't know about crypto but if you did, then obviously go check out crypto. But have you heard of a show called black mirror? It's an older show. I believe it was on uh, H. what the fuck? My phone's going on. How is this going off in my headphones? This is not connected to my phone.
1: We we could hear it on the show. So anybody who, this is actually
0: what's going to drive down the retention. Can you hear it or no? Not now. Okay. But we did hear it in the beginning. That's weird. But, um, show black mirror is what the fuck we can <laughs> show black... it now like at the beginning we could but we can't hear it now okay so sorry about that guys i don't know how the fuck my phone is connected to my headphones but <laughs> these this, there isn't even bluetooth but um the show black mirror it was an old hbo show and um they would kind of like they would like think up like kind of like futuristic worlds like what if this was the case what if this was the case And they had a really cool one, which I'm not going to discuss, but it was about like credit scores, but you could see everyone else's like social score. So if you had a five, you were like, perfect. You got discounts on stuff, just like credit. You get better deals on stuff. Everything's cheaper for you because you're, you know, you're higher value. Once you start getting to like the twos and the threes, it's like having like four or 500 credit. Shit's more expensive. You're not as well revered. But the most recent episode that I saw was an interesting, like weird, like future world where if you weren't like a superstar or a reality person, you basically, your life was pedaling on a bike to power what they never tell you what you're powering, but basically like power civilization, you have to wake up and your job is to pedal on this bike and you get credits for doing this. But you also live in this little world where they show you ads for like porn. And if you don't want to watch it, boom, you swipe it away, but it takes away credits. Um, when you go to get toothpaste, it takes away a couple credits. And if you run out of credits, but anyway, the whole idea is that they have this reality show and it costs 15 million credits, which is a lot to get a ticket to even try to audition onto the show. So this guy who's the, this guy and this girl are both in the same thing. They have to cycle, you know, they're on the lower end of the totem pole. And this girl, she's a really good singer and she's very shy. And he was like, yo, you can be on the show and you can become a superstar. So he fronts her 15 million credits to go on the show. And he goes there with her. She gets on the show and I'm uh, not going to ruin it, but basically she, <laughs> accepted, well, she accepted to be like a celebrity, but then the guy gets back to his room and he's watching the show on TV and she's not there singing on the celebrity show. They turned her into like a porn girl. And so he gets really pissed off. So he goes on and he's cycling day and night until he's exhausted to get another $15 million credit so that he can get back onto the show and try to like save her. And he gets there and he uh, they get him on the stage and he'd hidden a piece of glass and he was going to either kill people or kill himself. And he does this huge tirade about how we're slaves and how you guys are part of the problem and this and that. And they fucking loved it because they thought it was like a performance. And at the end of the show that he fucking he took the job with them instead of trying to save the girl. He took the Kush life where he has his own thing. He doesn't have to cycle anymore. So it's just an interesting kind of like look at human psyche and like weird stuff. But Black Mirror is a pretty cool show. I would check it out. It's older though.
1: That's a uh, very inter- sounds very interesting. And the story you just told is uh, kind of like society right now where you have people cycling in their, their life and they they don't see the bigger picture because they're, they're, their head is down and they're just like pedaling away every single day. Without realizing that there's a bigger picture of what life could be if they chose to go a different path. And the cycling away, they don't know what they're powering, right? They don't they don't pay attention to where they're spending their money. They don't pay attention to what they are uh spending their time on, which is the power that they're putting into the system in their cycling, right? They don't pay attention to what they're doing at their job. So they're, 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 they're spending their time and their energy giving power to these things that they don't even like. And they're too incompetent or slow or just naive or don't know about the truth. I don't know, but that's a good analogy for like what's happening to a lot of the population in the the fucking world right now. It's ridiculous. Like that's a very good story though.
0: It's It was interesting. I kind of viewed it as like as a, the first thing that kind of popped in my head was like celebrities. Like, have you noticed that every single person in Hollywood has the exact same ideology? Very left, very progressive. They were talking about this on Joe Rogan. I guess he had a girlfriend that was trying to be an actress way back in the day. And it's just like all she had to do was like network and just agree with other people and just get along with them because oh, you know, oh yeah, fuck Trump. Oh, you don't like Trump? I hate Trump too, you know, to the casting agent, hoping that someday, you know, we both have the same views. You've got this role. And so I thought about it more of as like just going along with the flow to just, you know, create that better life for yourself. And a lot of people do that. But random question to where we round this out. Is Is there a steroid or compound that you have not tried that you would be interested to try or something that you're too scared to try just because it's crazy?
1: I have tried this before, but I think I would like to do a higher dose if I wasn't trying to increase fertility. Um, I would, well, there's a bunch of shit that I would like to try. I'd like to, <laughs> a bit, I'd like to potentially do a, a, a little bit higher a dose of trend. I, I did like five milligrams a day. Um, so not very, I, I, I no, five milligrams, I think it might've been a week with enanthate uh trying so i might try a little bit higher of a dose of that i liked the, the five milligrams even though it's like minuscule compared to what most people would uh take um proviron i would like to try some proviron and doesn't matter the compound but i feel like doing an actual cycle i'm, I'm at like 225 milligrams of test a week right so nothing nothing crazy and I'm sitting probably right around 220 pounds. Um, but I wouldn't mind trying like 400 or 500 milligrams a week and increase my calorie intake and get up to 250 pounds. Like, I, I, I think that might be fun to try. Like, it doesn't matter the compounds that I'd really utilize during there. I'd also like to try Tessa Merlin. I don't know if we talked about that last show or if that was this show. That was this Tessa? one. Tessmorellin, yeah. do that for six months or a year. I'd like to try that. Uh, that only costs
0: you like 50 grand.
1: Yeah. What What about you? So, like, I would like to do maybe potentially higher dose of Tren, Provirin, Tessmorellin. I don't know. I think those would be, like, the top three that I would think of. What about you? What would be some of the compounds that you would be if you weren't such a bitch? <laughs>
0: I would actually, I'm not really scared of this one. It's just crazy expensive. And I just don't have, I don't really have the interest of sourcing it. I would like to talk try Primo uh, just because so many people talk about how it's the, you know, Arnold says it's the champagne of steroids. It's clean, good stuff. Um, I think, I think the ones that, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily be scared of trend. Just the fact that it crosses the blood brain barrier kind of freaks me out a little bit. I feel like I would handle it at low dosage is fine because I've never had any issues with any steroids. I would say the ones that I would be more scared of, not necessarily even scared, but orals like Anadrol, Superdrol, D-Ball. I, mean, I would, I would like, I mean, I would fucking blow up estrogen wise. I, I would carry so much water if I took D-Ball, but I would just like to see like that six weeks, like, you know, put on 15, 20 pounds. Obviously a lot of that's water, but I would think orals overall. I just don't want to fuck up my liver and kidneys more than I already have with alcohol what about what about once a
1: week i'm not sorry what about for one week is what i meant to say like D-ball for just one week not not six weeks right just one week
0: i mean i i don't know though but i mean i know you haven't run like cycles but um if if you start like a steroid cycle like if i jumped at 500 milligrams today like i'm not really going to see a huge amount of weight gain for like two or three weeks so there I think there is a period that you have to run something for it to like kind of start to work. Now, orals are probably a little bit quicker just because of you know they're they're in and out real quick, but that'd be interesting. Like, I don't people
1: really use D ball or Anadrol or or like super or uh orals as pre-workout, right? Because of they're quick. So why not do D ball for a week? And just like so it's the, if you're doing say HGH and you're like you do HGH, but you do like say uh five IU plus per day and you only do it for like one month a year. Do you think it's gonna have like a super gigantic negative effect?
0: No. No.
1: Right. So the same thing I that's how I would think about it with D Ball. If you were like, hey, if I did D ball, say four weeks a year, individual weeks, right? Maybe one per quarter or something, you're still have, <laughs> you're still gonna have a benefit from it.
0: My Q3, uh, D ball, <laughs> Q3, looking forward to Q4. I would, I mean, I would, I think it would be, it would be weird taking for me, taking fucking D ball at like fucking five 30 in the morning, <laughs> you know, like here's my pre-workout, get my fucking little packet. That like <laughs> would be interesting to try. I mean, I wouldn't be scared to try it once or twice, but they don't sell them to you in singles. They sell them to you in 120 <laughs> or 60. So I would have that there and I'd be like, my workout was pretty damn good yesterday. <laughs> and the day before that. So we might as well just keep this train going. Okay. So orals, uh, orals is one, uh, anything else that you would like to try? I, I that not really really like to try it, but I would find it interesting is YK 11, just because there's like really no other compound like it. You know, it's like, it's a, it's like closely related to trend. It's not completely a SARM. It's not completely steroid. It inhibits myostatin. Like, it's just, an, it's, I guess I'm very interested. I wish they did more research on that compound. I'm not like super interested in trying it. Cause it's kind of sketch, but it's a super interesting compound that I think they should do some more testing on.
1: Well, I think I have some of my coverage. So I, probably...
0: <laughs> I guess I'll just take that with some D ball for pre-workout. Yeah. The, the Primo is also a very
1: interesting one too. Like I wouldn't mind adding that into like, as you mentioned that I forgot about that, by adding in Primo, um, I think that would be something that I would be comfortable with, or I'd like to try like those things, the things that I mentioned at some point, I probably will end up doing maybe not the trend, uh, but maybe depending on like if we have a kid or not, you know, how that plays out. Uh, But all the like provider yes, gas, morale and maybe, but a lower dose than like what, two milligrams a day, you know what I mean? Or something. So it's not ridiculously expensive. Um, or I just need to make a a shitload more money than what I'm
0: making. Your kid's going to come out fucking jacked as shit. (laughs) Be like fucking 12 pounds, three ounces. He's fucking coming out, benching, fucking doing pushups and shit. Um, Hey, on a, um, on a very side note, if anybody likes real estate,
1: so I'm looking at, uh, this is just an interesting thing that I figured I'd share. I'm looking at a five unit, uh, six units, five residential, one commercial unit um place to potentially buy which would be dope it has um a parking lot right because it's got the commercial there plus it has five units so you have to have enough parking for all the places but there's like 40 to 60 spots like plenty of parking so uh the rent the guy who has the property is kind of like a slumlord so to speak so none of the places are very uh very good taken care of or like high quality tenants in any way, shape, or form. And so like a two bedroom is maybe like 1300. He's got two, two bedrooms, two single bedroom and one studio. And the two bedrooms are renting for like 1300. So I don't know where it is. You're over kind of by Orlando. Uh, but over here near Tampa Clearwater, the two bedroom is going to go for, Maybe like a really shitty two bedroom might be like 1,500 to like 2,500, right? So just putting in five or six, $70,000 into them to make them nice. Like that five or $6,000, most of that goes into the kitchen, updating the countertops, cabinets, flooring throughout the place. Some of it goes into the bathroom, right? You could do a lot of stuff for like seven or eight grand in, in an apartment like that. I think I can easily, easily bump those rents by 500 bucks based upon where where i'm located right so you have these the the bumps on the two the the two uh unit ones you have the um other ones which are both one bedroom places they're at around 1100 so those can easily go over 1500 14, 15 no problem like there's studios that are within a mile of this around where i'm at that are renting for a thousand to 1200 studios right so like this is a one bedroom that's doing it's because the guy's a landlord or a, he's older and he's kind of like a slumlord
0: and so, so you want to become a slumlord is what you're saying
1: well I, I want to i want to get it so that i can raise rents up i want to make these really nice apartments so that i can raise the rents up and then uh tomorrow or the next day i will be talking to the city the the building department to see if i'm actually able to add a two car garage with plumbing because if i'm able to add a two-car garage with plumbing i have uh other friends that are in business that need space for their business and i can just rent it out to them so if i'm able to increase the rents across the board in those five units and add the two car garage on there and get that thing rented out. This could be a very, very nice like investment, especially cause it, it's not gonna happen overnight, but say over the next say 12 to 24 months as tenants, you know what I mean? Their leases come up and then you'd be like, okay, rents are going up whether you like it or not, right? Then they move out and then, it, then yeah, I spend, they you, know, then you spend like the eight grand in there to reach up the place and modernize it, make it look nice, make it so that it's actually a beautiful place to live. Um, I think this is. I'm excited. Uh, real great. estate's
0: always a good investment.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: congratulations. That sounds pretty badass. I mean, I think we're going to wrap up this episode, but I just wanted to comment on. Thank you guys for listening to the end of these episodes. I'm sure that helps with uh, Spotify and the, you know all the algorithms. I like that we went from like human growth hormone to crypto to like exotic steroids to real estate. So <laughs> random, cool shit. But that's what that's what guys like to do. So it's too much test. We love it.
1: And if you guys uh, did enjoy, and you're still listening to this point, leave a review. Share this with somebody else. This is actually how we grow the show is by you guys listening and sharing this with somebody else or leaving a review. We appreciate it. We appreciate you, and we'll see you in the next episode. Peace.